I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, Brian, we just got back from Las Vegas. Uh, we were out there for the Super Bowl, which saw the Chiefs win their third in five years. Uh, they beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22. to And, uh, you know, I was struck watching this playoff run, Brian, that I feel like Dallas is further away than I thought when I watch it in terms of not just where they're at, but where other teams are and the way other teams are going to attack them. Um, You know, we we already saw that Green Bay handled them pretty well. I think that Detroit being angry coming in here for a divisional game probably would have, you know, punched you in the mouth a little bit. We already saw Buffalo do it to you. San Francisco do it to it. And I feel like Baltimore and Kansas City similarly would have given them problems. So we're talking about half a dozen teams that were in the playoffs that I feel like were, were really going to be difficult for you to compete with uh, if you went up against them. But coming out of that game, watching these two go back and forth and fight in this defensive battle, I just was struck by Dallas still feels like they're a ways off. And one of the big areas that I think we're seeing this right now, you've talked before about center play. Yeah. And how the center play's got to get better, and that's something that really stands out from some of these teams. Uh, we, the the San Francisco center, I'm, I'm forgetting his name right now, uh, Brendel or, or, or whatever's Plano East alum right here. I'm wearing the Plano mm-hmm. East High uh, hat there, so shout out to him, a local guy. But center play had been important for the Final Four teams. We also talked about linebackers, and I think you saw in this game when Drake Greenlaw went out, and they were forced to go to some of these reserve defenders. Oren Burks playing linebacker yeah. just got torched for them. Yeah, And when you hear Jordan Love talk to Micah Parsons this week, Brian, he said, essentially, we knew we could attack your linebackers. Right. We knew we could do whatever we wanted there. Is the biggest obstacle to this team becoming on that level to where they can compete right now? Do you think the biggest obstacle right now there potentially 
in terms of their personnel is their linebacker group. I would address the center first, as you mentioned. I mean, I, to me, that's you've got to figure out how to run the football better. You just do. And, you know, Biotish, there were some games, you always hear me say this, there were some games where he was good enough, and other times he wasn't. You know, they just did not have that ability to get after the defense in the running game like they needed to. They weren't winning near enough in the middle. You know, and you, you kind of think about, well, there's Zach Martin. And, you know, Zach Martin and Terrence Steele, they, they had their struggles too. Sure. You know, it just wasn't the tight ends, point of attack blocking. You draft Schoonmaker. You know, you're kind of feeling like that he's going to be a guy that's going to help you right off the jump. You know, they struggled in that area. Now they, they've got to. But to me, if you want to get back to being a, a better team running the football – you got to address that center position. You have to find somebody that's that can that can not only get a little movement when you need to, but also reach wide techniques. You know, get to the second level, cut guys off, give backs the opportunity to you know cut behind them. So, yeah, that and you mentioned the linebacker. You know, Zim is I guarantee you has already watched the Dallas film a bunch, yeah. and he's seen what Dan Quinn tried to do. He, he just, there's, you know, Dan, I think Dan got caught in a situation. The big, one of the bigger mistakes they made this year was the fact that they went light at linebacker, that they just said, okay, we're going to play so much nickel and dime with these linebackers and we'll be fine. And then all of a sudden you lose Overshone, who looked like he had a huge amount of promise. You lose, uh, you know, Leighton Vander Esch, and now you're down to, and you didn't get the jump, the second-year jump that you thought you were going to get from Clark. Right. You know? And it was a problem. That was a problem. So, yeah, and I look at this draft, Bobby, and I know you're 60-some-odd guys in it as well. I don't know how many linebackers you looked at. It's a good group. The best linebacker, I think, is a kid named Wilson at uh, North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. But his situation is, you know – He's so beat up. You know, they're yeah. talking multiple surgeries, you know? And how many of these guys have we seen the Cowboys draft? And it's, they have a three to five year career and that's it. It's over, you know? Yeah. You know, Bruce Carter, <laughs> you know, Jalen Smith, uh, Sean Lee, Sean Lee, Leighton Vander Esch. It just goes on and on and on, you know? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me propose a scenario to you. I'm going to give you a fake two round mock draft and and we'll see throughout the process how realistic these things sort of become. Guys can rise, guys can fall, things can change. This may not be tenable at all. How much better do you feel about this team next year? You handle whatever you can handle in free agency, whatever else, but how much better do you feel about this team next year? If your first pick is Jackson Powers Johnson at Oregon as a center, and then your linebacker in the second round is Edge Cooper from Texas A&M. Yeah, I feel fine. Do you feel better about this team knowing, hey, those are your first two picks? feel better. I just wish Wilson was healthy, you know, (laughs) from North Carolina State. I wish he was healthy. If he was healthy, he would probably be gone, you know, way before, you know. Eichenberg from Ohio State's another one. My guy, you know, my guy Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is a shorter guy, you know. Love to have him. You know, I wish he was as big as his dad. He's not. But, you know, Mm -hmm. he's got the same kind of – 
temperament, you know, and wanting to get around the football. But, Bobby, this is where I'm going to probably throw a curveball at you right here. Because this is where, to me, that maybe Dallas, they say, you know what, we're going to actually go out and get somebody. And we'll go out and get a linebacker. You know? Not opposed. I could see the, the Jerry Jones pushing chips in the middle, you know, comment. I could see that being we went out and we signed a linebacker too. And, 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 it, and it shouldn't keep them from drafting a linebacker either. But they only have so many picks right now, you know? So no, in fact, let me let me let me run some. I, I had recently run this by some people. Let's just talk about freeing up some money. So the discussion recently, Brian, has been that Dak Prescott, the, the word is it sounds like they're gonna try and get something done. That's the reports that you know uh, people are starting to to chatter about that they could let it ride. But let's just assume right now they're about $20 million over the cap. Let's assume they knock out Dak's extension. That frees up probably $25 million. That puts them $5 million in the black. If you want to free up another $40 million, here's what you can do. And I don't think these are – I don't think you would be opposed to these, Brian. I, I wouldn't assume so. Get an extension done with CeeDee Lamb. That gets you $10 million off the cap just by signing him to an extension. That seems like a no-brainer right now. No-brainer. Uh, you go ahead and restructure digs and steel, which their contracts were built to be restructured. They put right. those little switches in there. That's $12.8 million right there. You release Leighton Vander Esch and Cooper Rush. That gives you another $4 million. Do they want to release Cooper Rush? Maybe not, but, I mean, they do have Trey Lance here. they got to figure that out. By yeah, the way, they, they got a fifth. Play, you know, Trey Lance is your backup. they got That's a fifth-year they, they fifth option question about Lance that they're going to have to answer yes. here soon, which I doubt they pick up, but. Uh, a post June one release on Michael Gallup, that would be nine and a half million, and then a uh, a restructure on Brandon Cooks is four and a half. If you do all that and get Dak, you end up about forty five million dollars in cap space, and that's plenty to go play around in the free agent pool if you want. No, I don't selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Disagree. I mean, I I love everything you said. I, I do feel like, though, they're going to look at they're going to look at the linebacker situation. They're going to look at the linebackers that are on the market, and they're going to try and figure out which one of these guys they want. 
And I, I think that's that. I think that everything you said, I think, is absolutely right. And the move that they're going to make is to go get one of these linebackers. That's just my prediction. That's just my gut feeling. They're going to because you look at the college linebackers, and there's some good linebackers, but there's some lack of height. There's some you know injury history. You know, there's some things that you know aren't totally inviting. You know, the A and M kid's a good player. He really, really is. He's got good length, long. You know, he's a tall guy. Plays well, you know, gets off box. All those things you like in a linebacker. Does very, very well around the ball. Causes turnovers. Picks up turnovers. You know, those, I mean, the two names you gave me are absolutely spot on. You know, I'd be super happy. But uh, I think that the, I think they're going to have to go get a veteran guy too. I just don't think that they can sit there and say, okay, we're going to play with Clark, Overshone, and then a, a rookie guy now. I just don't see them doing that. What if I tell you you can get – Clark overshone, sign Patrick Queen, and then your first two picks in the draft, you just throw out the offensive line and you say, we're going to get Jackson, we're going to get Powers Johnson, and then we're going to get in the second round, we're going to hope Kingsley Suamata'ia falls to us from BYU. Yeah. You feel better about that collection? You you feel better about that offseason? Yeah. I feel, you know, the BYU kid is is interesting. Um, I think Suamata'ia's got. When they rush through him, I. I think that's a high ceiling player right there. Do you really? I think I think he could be really, really good. I, I think there's some stuff about him that obviously you you need to to work on. And you need to correct. I think it's I think it's really fixable stuff. I think he's got natural instincts. I think that I think it's the same sort of stuff that you view as correctable when you identify somebody like Tyler Smith or you identify somebody like Colton Miller, and you say, yeah, there's some bad flaws See, I wasn't here. A but huge I, I think Colton Miller fan, and I, and I was wrong about him. Yeah. That's the thing. You just you got to know the player. Like, like I'm not talking about you. You got to know the type of worker that guy is. Like the Cowboys scouts will know. Is this somebody who we feel like can work and reach the potential and iron these things out? But I think just a, a film view would say, hey, these are correctable things if you believe in the work ethic of the player. Right. And so I, I think the the ability, the athleticism, the size, everything else. I think it's so rare. And I think that the instincts are really good. And and he's got a Mauler's mentality. He really does. Uh, you just, you got to hope that he irons out some of that stuff. You down with that, Brian? I'm okay down with that. that. I mean, I just, <laughs> like I said, I was just, you know. You're, I know I love, you're, I know I love Suamata'ia more than you do. I, I'm, yeah, I'm a you big do. fan of his. You do. You do. But I mean, and, and, you know, I, and I, you know, I don't think there's anything that I would, you know, really, really disagree. I just think that to me, there's other tackles that I would, you know, I would go through and I'm pulling up my notes here right now of guys that, you know, I could think about that I would like to have, you know, just because. Guyton, Latham. Yeah, I mean, Guyton to me is, I mean, that's a, there's some massive dudes in this, in this draft class. Waga, you know, there's Mims. some guys that have got some, They've got some size to them, uh, and you watch them, and they're, and they're really, they're very, very good athletes too, you know. But I, I just, like I said, I there's, I, I would, I would be very kind of cautious, you know, with the BYU kid. I just don't, I don't see that, it. That's, that's going like to be our fight. That's that's going to be our fight this spring. We're, oh, we're no, gonna, that's that, okay. that, that that'll I mean, be our guy to hey, fight. It's over, good. Okay? It's good. To, I mean, <laughs> but like I said, I feel like though, to me, when people rush him down the middle. Mm-hmm. He's he's fine, he's fine, but you watch when people get out on the edge on him. Sometimes that's where he things kind of fall apart for him a little bit. But yeah. you seem to feel like that he's got that it factor, 
Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. No, I just think that, like, I love the mentality. Like, I feel like a lot of times when he misses, it's, like, over-aggressiveness. He's too eager. He's trying to just bury people. I feel like it's technique stuff. He's still very, very young. And I think athletically... And that's rare for a BYU guy to be young. Too. Yeah, I know. Usually, they they've usually come back from a couple of mission trips, and they're about yeah, 35. They're 27 uh, years old playing tackle for you. But yeah. th- this is a young guy with rare athleticism in a big frame, a big body. Yeah. No, that it you're, just you know, me, you're, you're not wrong about the guy. I, I, I think... I think not that the players are the same, but I think when you talk about, oh, raw, young, big, athletic, like it sounds very similar to Tyler Smith. So if you believe in the work ethic the same way you believed in Tyler Smith, I think that you can foster that. I don't think they're the same player by any means, but I, I think that you can foster it in a way that you did with Tyler Smith. And you just say, we're going to bank on the traits and the work ethic and the potential that this kid has. And so I'm a fan. I like him. No, I, I hey. That's what I'm saying. That's the great thing about this time of year is that, you know, everybody sees these players a little bit different, you know, and you got to be careful with that herd mentality. You know, if you, Hey, if you like a guy, sure. great. You know, if you don't, you know, you got to stand up for what you are and that there'll probably be six, seven people that like a player better than you. And you're just like, okay, well, you know, Hey, you do this long enough. You'll be wrong <laughs> about some guys, you know, absolutely. Oh. But it is a good group of tackles. You know, if oh, you're yeah, there's, there's, there's needs a, an offensive tackle, I, I'm totally on board with what's going on. You, if you need a receiver, if you need some offensive linemen, this is a good draft for you. You got some, you got some guys right. that you can pick from here. Right. All right, you are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 